This episode of the FS Podcast is brought to you by CBS All Access. Looking for a new streaming service to add so you can watch more stuff? Check out CBS All Access. Hit up infamouspodcast.com slash CBS and you can get a free one-week trial to CBS All Access and check out things like Star Trek Discovery, Picard, Survivor, um, you know, all the other cool stuff that CBS has to offer. Star Trek Discovery, I said that already. You should really watch that. Um, yeah, so hit up infamouspodcast.com slash CBS to learn more. Hey, welcome back to the Infest Podcast. This is episode 236, One ML to rule them all. I'm Brian. With me, as always, is Daryl. What's going on, Daryl? What's up? You should have said that. You, you should have had that evil laugh after you Wah, said that. Ah, 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 ah. Or should I do my Joker? Have you heard my Joker laugh, right? No, I have not. Oh, I don't... I don't want to blow everybody's ears out. Um, it's loud. <laughs> like I drive Angel and Haley nuts with it all the time. Haley thinks that's my actual laugh. Um, or just do the Emperor's laugh. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, I don't do that one so well. I do, yeah. Anyway, uh, real quick before we get started, make sure you guys check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash podcast. Um, thanks to our Infamite level Patreon, Julian Brown. Um, check out his podcast. Everything is permitted. It's pretty awesome. They talked about board games two weeks ago, which I found really interesting because I'm not a huge board game guy. And then they did their Clone Wars coverage this past week. So um, uh, that would be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, so I'm, it's a good one. I haven't done a board game, played a board game in well, well, since I was what? High school, maybe? Yeah. Well, it's funny. Okay, I'm, I'm going to pitch another show here real quick. Um, when, when you're done listening to us, go check out this at the, um, the board game episode of Everything is Permitted. But uh, they were talking about, like, train this game with trains and, like, a Sherlock Holmes-type game and a game called Secret Hitler. And it all sounds very interesting. Um, none of my friends play board games. But if I would have been on that episode and they're like, what's your favorite board game? And I'm like, I don't know, Candyland? <laughs> 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 shoots and ladders <laughs> so, what nothing like settlers of Catan, Catan? uh you know i like Catan. I, I used to play Catan a lot and you know i, I just i just collected wool um <laughs> <laughs> so i didn't care about wood or anything else i was just like just give me wool um i just want to be warm in my in my tiny civilization <laughs> i actually i probably would have said like cones of dunshire <laughs> just because uh angel and Haley always accuse me of being ben wyatt from um, Parks and Rec. <laughs> and I'm like, that's not fair. Um, all right. So we have some news bites to talk about. We are talking Upload, uh, the new Amazon Prime series starring the Superior ML. And we are talking uh, a really belated late review of Code 8, again starring the Superior ML and his cousin. Funny, funny thing about Code 8, when it came to... When it actually came to purchase, when mm -hmm. you could buy it last at the tail end of last year, I actually did do a review of it. Yeah, on, um, for for science fiction. Bye bye. Yeah, but we're gonna talk about it. I, can't, I mean, you and I both bought it that first week that it yeah. that it came out. Mm -hmm. uh, I think I've watched it, counting the watching it. What stay Thursday, Tuesday? I think that was my sixth viewing of it. I I know it's a, a problematic movie at times, uh, but I really enjoy it. So we'll get to that. Uh, now, this was my third or fourth time watching yeah. it. I, I like just throwing it on, you know, to be honest. Um, it's it's just a 
it's kind of like Deadpool for me at this point. Like, I just kind of like to throw it on and have it on in the background where I can pay attention at the high points and kind of ignore it the rest of the time or, you know, just sit there and, and zone out for a little bit and, and take a break and turn my brain off and just enjoy some super powery goodness. But yeah. Anyway. All right. So the first story, movie theaters are going to start opening again soon. And Woo-woo! on July 1st, the first film back will be Unhinged, the Russell Crowe road rage thriller. I'm going to be honest. I had not heard about this movie until I read Me this neither. episode. Uh, and I am going to also be honest. I didn't bother going to look up what this movie was because I have zero interest in a movie about road rage. Yeah, I, I actually watched the trailer. And did you ever see the movie, this uh, Michael Douglas movie, Falling Down? I love Falling 90s? Down. I, like, I love Falling Down. It is a seminal movie of my high school experience with my friends. Yeah, that I, I still remember that movie. The Like the image of him with his, you know, short sleeve white mm-hmm. shirt, glasses and briefcase kind of, the, and then just goes crazy. The quintessential I, I, NASA engineer look. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And this is kind of like a mixture of that and Duel. Okay. Again, another old one. Did you ever watch Changing Lanes with Ben Affleck and Samuel L. Jackson? I think I watched the first half of that. I don't remember how it so ended. Th- but I- that's a really good Road Rage movie. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so anyway, so it's coming out. It's hitting theaters July 1st. Um, it says here it moved. Uh, it was supposed to originally be um, September 4th. September? And right. then it moved right into the 4th of July weekend here uh, as movie theaters are opening back up. So I don't know, man. This is really interesting. Uh, different states are going to open in different ways. Um, right. You know, I'm in Ohio. You're in Kentucky. I have no idea what Kentucky's doing. Ohio's slowly rolling things out. And, you know, people are I, – I had to run to Target to get the kid some shampoo and stuff today. And there were definitely way more people out than I've seen in the past. And there's way more cars on the road, which is making me sad. But, you know. Yeah, Kentucky is probably a few weeks behind. Uh, Certain things are opening up, but some of the things I'm looking forward to, it's not like June is going to be where it's kind of almost that second phase, I guess. Yeah. Um, But, well, uh, well, California, I don't even know if theaters are going to open up. And California, New York. So, um, so, but yeah, to your point, th- and and again, this is a movie I, I I probably wouldn't go see in the theater. No, just because it's that it's just that type of movie. Like, hey, it's a Friday. I uh, I don't have anything to do. I Let might throw watch this on. this on like HBO Max or something in a year when it hits that. But um, I don't know. Like, I watched Cold Pursuit. Did you watch that one yet? The Liam Neeson. I haven't watched that yet. Uh so it feels like it's a Steven Seagal movie that's just starring Liam Neeson at this point because Steven Seagal went old and crazy. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, this is not one that I, I have a lot of interest in. So, uh, All right, so moving on, Mandalorian news. Uh, season two, we got – what's his name? The the guy who is Jango Fett, who is – Tamir uh, – Tamir – Miller. How do you pronounce it? I don't know how to pronounce his name. Anyway, so he is coming back to The Mandalorian, and everyone's suggesting he's going to play Boba Fett, but I think he's going to play Rex because Ahsoka. Well, wasn't it confirmed that he's that Boba Fett was going to show up? I don't think it was actually confirmed, and, and people have been thinking it was Boba Fett since the Gunslinger episode where someone showed up with, with spurs. Um, I, I'm going to say right now, 
I am a, a staunch Boba Fett hater. And yeah, you are Boba Fett. The Mandalorian does not need to go to the Boba Fett. Well, in season two, you know, I think it, it would make more sense that it would be Rex for yeah. the, for the, you know, you know, again, with the Ahsoka Katie Sackoff coming. So yeah, that was the other thing. So we have Bo-Katan played by Katie freaking Sackoff, which is amazing. She's the voice of Bo-Katan in both the Clone Wars and Rebels. So she's joining the cast as well. Um, keep in mind, they are finished shooting this. This show is in the can. It is in post-production. It is coming out later this year on schedule. It is not missing a beat. Which I love. So That's something to look forward to this it, fall. Absolutely. Something, something once we get past uh, coronation and, you know, we have good stuff back in our lives. But, yeah, I'm super excited to have Katie Sackhoff coming back. And, and the fact that they modeled the character after her looks, you know, 10 right. years ago and I think she's sexier now than she was then and she was always been super sexy and you know she's an action star she she does action so well and she's a just, badass yeah oh absolutely just just kind of hopefully well I well I know what Bo-Katan how she talks but I was about yeah. to say let's just curb that uh the British accent please yeah we don't need any of, of that from the flash but um you know, we're going to see what happens to Black Saber. So I'm assuming she's going to be flashbacks, right? Right. Because well, Moff I'm... Gideon shows up with the Darksaber, and the last time we saw the Darksaber was Sabine handing it to Bo-Katan to, you know, right. unite the clans and, and go after uh, Edward the Longshanks in England. So, But, yeah, I, I think there there's a lot of potential for that to be a, a flashback. Or I wouldn't say potential, but... I would think it, it could. It, I don't know. I, I just I'll just say this. I trust Filoni to yeah. whatever they do. You know, I'm trusting him to do it right. If it's if it's a flashback, fine. If it's something that where they're bringing these characters mm-hmm. into this world. Hey, that's fine. Uh, Fabs and I mean, Filoni I, have this. Uh, that That's right. the way I look at it. Fabs and Filoni lead the way. So they, and as far as to, this is the Tamira way. Morrison. Yeah. Thank you. Morrison. That's that's his name. I'd rather him play Rex than Boba yeah, Fett, and right. I'm not a Boba Fett, Boba Fett hater. I used to love him when I was a kid, even though he did really nothing. Um, he actually he actually did more, had more action in uh, the robot chicken shorts than right? he did in the. I mean, he's essentially a less jabbery Jar Jar Banks. The way he messes up on the battlefield and everything. Yeah, I he's mean, kind of a glorified red shirt if you think about he, it. He got he got got by some blind jabroni from Corellia. <laughs> So, I mean, especially because I have just finished Rebels. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I watched the end of Clone Wars. I would love for it to be Rex. Yeah. I just, just finished for, Resistance. Just I finally went back and finished Resistance, by the way. I never watched that. Yeah, I don't know. It was – it's okay. Um, It's Star Wars. I was, I was desperate to watch something new from Star Wars. Have you Wars. watched the documentary yet? I haven't. I'm waiting. I'm going to wait until, like, the – probably this Friday, so tomorrow. Um, And I'm going to just kind of binge – three in a row okay because um, i haven't watched because i heard the second one is fantastic and i've been watching the last dance which we should definitely talk about that at some point um on espn so oh okay but moving on uh newsarama put out a really helpful article today actually about the full comic book television release schedule for the for the foreseeable future and i don't know if you got a chance to look at it um, yeah, I'm, I actually have it pulled up right now, and I'm kind of like going through it. So 
uh, currently airing, you know, is things like Legends and Black Lightning, The Flash. Um, it, it says Watchmen season one, but that one that one's finished already. But um, coming back later this year is Walking Dead: World Beyond. I hadn't even heard of that. Um, yeah, I don't even know what that one is. We've got The Boys season two, WandaVision, Pennyworth, Titan season three. Um, uh, I'm sorry, Pennyworth season two. Um, the Walking Dead in season eleven. Uh, what else? Oh, Falcon and Winter Soldier season one, but they don't. They, I I don't see um, Umbrella Academy until like way late on the list in the in the in development. And or is it even in here? No, well, they don't even have Umbrella Academy on here that I see. Yeah, they have it in development in on development. season two. So, but season two is like supposedly ready to come out. Um, you know, the, if you follow the, the creators on Twitter and, and, you know, anything like that, I mean, it seems like it's eminent and like Netflix desperately needs that superhero shot in the arm, uh, to, to, to get back out. But, um, yeah, we've got a young justice season four coming to, to DC universe. Now, my question about that one is I got the email the other day that our, our HBO now is getting moved to HBO max, um, for on whatever may 27 so what does that mean are there is it just a to, is it totally new app no i mean it's all going to be in the i mean i think there is a i mean at some point we'll probably have to switch to the the max app but it's all going to be on the uh the now app right now uh for the time being okay. or maybe they they you know do it uh they have why the last man as in development i still will believe it when i see it that that show becomes a thing. Yeah, didn't they have to kind of go back to the drawing board or something a couple months ago? I don't know. I, I, I kind of gave up on following it. Um, so yeah, they have lock and key in here. Season two in development, which I'm okay. If that doesn't come back, Snowpiercer season two is already in development, which is interesting because right. that, that premieres this week. Uh, Hawkeye, Snowpiercer. I said Snowpiercer. Oh, here's Umbrella Academy season two. There we go. Yeah. Uh, Modoc, the Modoc series for Hulu, um, which which sounded interesting. And then, uh, uh, what was it? They had Moon Knight for Disney Plus, which I feel yeah. like that should be a Hulu show, um, in development. Yeah. But in production Absolutely. right now, we've got Young Justice, the B- season three of Big Hero Six, season three of Ducktales, uh, Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, something called Woke. Um, and then <laughs> I, I'm not watching anything called woke. Uh, and yeah. then one piece. So is this one for piece? Netflix. Is that going to be, uh, I don't, I can't tell if it's action? animated or live action. I couldn't tell. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't, there's a ton of stuff. I mean, apparently Batwoman season two is, co- is coming back for a season two. I, I didn't realize yeah. that got picked yeah. up. Uh, there's a ghost in the shell coming out for Netflix this year. Winona, that just came out uh, a couple weeks ago. Okay. Um, Winona Earp season four, which I understand that's a pretty decent show. So yeah. And then we've got, so we've got snow Snowpiercer, star girl agents of shield, uh, hits in a couple weeks, uh, Snowpiercer and Supergirl hit in the next this week. Weekend. And then doom patrol season two, uh, will be on DC universe and HBO max on June 25th, which I never, never, never finished season one. So yeah, if I'm, they move yeah, it all, I, I just can't do that. If they move it all, yeah. I, I might watch it, but but yeah, so it, it, that's that's pretty interesting to see kind of the 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 plethora of announced projects. Um, I'll be surprised if you know sixty percent of these get made. 
And, and yeah, that makes sense. You know, there's a lot of things that you know you they throw on put on the dartboard mm-hmm. that end up crashing and burning. Even sometimes they hey they'll they'll film a pilot and you know the pilot just crashes and burns. Yeah. yeah. Other times it just doesn't, doesn't even get that far. Mm-hmm. So yeah, because there's a lot of things on here that I have no idea with and. I just have to tell you, Modoc. I don't. If you ever played the Marvel versus Capcom games, uh, the original, like Marvel Capcom Two, I just like keep hearing his voice when he talks about. <laughs> like, if if you think I've evolved beyond the joys of murder, you'd be wrong. Yeah, right. Uh, like they have sex criminals. I don't know if you read that comic from uh, Chuck Zdarsky and um, from Image. Uh, it's about people who like when they have sex, they can like stop time and they go into like another dimension and they can do crime and stuff like that. I, I, that that just doesn't seem like something that would ever make a good TV show because it's essentially yeah. you have to have porn to have superhero antics. Um, they which, have yeah, they have Jupiter's Legacy on here, which was another yeah, great image comic that. series. I I, right. I don't know if I'm missing it. I, I just I didn't see it. But there's the Invincible animated series that's coming to Amazon that has been in production for a little bit with uh, Steve Chu, Chow, uh, Glenn from Walking Dead, Walking Dead, uh, as, as Invincible, um, J. Jonah Jameson himself as um, Omni Man. So yeah, I, just a lot of neat stuff. I I really like honestly. If ninety percent of this stuff gets made, we're getting more cool shit than we deserve. Yeah, American Jesus. What the hell? I don't know. What's that? All right, Astronaut Academy. Okay, yeah. Let's let's move on. For, okay. There's a lot of this stuff. I'm. I'll be like, what the hell is this? Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Exactly. All right. So, uh, our last news bite, I think, is the most controversial news bite. Is Batman fans are angry at Robert Cedric Diggory Pattinson. For not working out during coronation. Okay, so I'll have to say this: when anytime you say like when when you, we see an article and it says these fans are mad, well, these fans to be quote, fair, unquote, fans be, is in quote in the title. Yeah, so. it could be two people, right? Like when people, like I've seen examples of well, not with this, but when people say I get all this hate on Twitter for, and then they'll then somebody will screen capture the one tweet that the person's mm-hmm. talking about. It's like so, this is all the hate. Well, I, I will so, say, uh, man, baby, YouTuber extraordinaire John Campia, uh, <laughs> and I'm only calling him a man baby because he calls everybody else man babies. I actually like Campia. <laughs> um, got extremely aggro about this on on his show um yeah i don't care see okay this is it news i only well, wanted to talk about but, it because it's getting so much like just kind of play right now and, and well it's, there are a couple things current if you didn't send this to me i wouldn't have known about mm-hmm. it well actually no i probably would have if i would have checked my google stream because yeah. a lot of times i have articles from screen rant i wouldn't have read it put it that way and even in the art, well, first of all, the article is way too long to be talking it. That that's a, this is like a 250 to 500 word max article, and this thing just kept going. Now, like I'm not going to be upset because there's two reasons. One, dude could have been, you know, he has a weird sense of humor. He could have been just joking around, or and, and he could be doing stuff, but also. I think people may be, and and one thing, you know, I thought the article was like overboard, but I also say it did make an interesting point as far as talking about Batman, um, 
and how Ben Affleck was, you know, just jacked to the gills. And this is, you know, year one, year two Batman. He's yeah. not going to be like that. But Batman was so, kind of also like, so Ben Affleck, Batman, right? Wasn't just jacked. He was kind of beefy and, you know, just that right. Affleck way. Um, I don't know if you've watched The Way Back yet, which you absolutely should. It's a fantastic movie. I mean, he's fat. <laughs> just, I mean, you know, I mean, he's not fat like me. Like, I'd be happy to be like, like at the point Ben Affleck's back. Plus, he's 6'4". Um, but w- with Pattinson, right? Like, you, you made a great point. He's year one Batman, and he doesn't need to be super huge Michael Keaton if you look at anybody who's talking about this right now they bring up Michael Keaton Michael Keaton was like had a dad bod uh when he was Batman he was you know inside of a rubber suit all of these guys get to wear padded suits Christian Bale wasn't a big jacked Batman I mean and he was what maybe six two like oh no Christian Bale if he's six two on paper he's what five eleven um, yeah, he was so. about one. I think they said he got up to one ninety or yeah, but he had just he, done the machinist where he was like one. Yeah, that's what I mean. So right, but he was no. He look at in Batman Begins. He was Jack. He wasn't Ben Affleck Jack. Don't get me wrong, but he was jacked up. Yeah, but but I, I don't know. You don't. Need, I, but and this oh, sorry, is the thing. Ahead. What the article was trying to say is that you know that the idea that men have to be, you know, this super duper buff muscular and stuff. It was kind of going the opposite way of how, you know, we talk uh, how sometimes articles talk about how, you know, this ideal body that sometimes, you know, that is looked at with females and there, it was actually t- kind of talking about it the same way. However, my contention that that is you're never going to see a superhero out of shape. You're never yeah. going to see a trailblazer like the new mutants. Right. I don't even want to go into that. Right. But, you're never going to see a, uh, or not, uh, you're never going to, not New Mutants, but um, it wasn't the new, whatever the new team was. But yeah, you're, to your point, he could be built like Tom uh, Tom Holland mm-hmm. because it's, you know, he's he's going to be super athletic. Yeah. Or, I mean, as far as a character, super athletic, you know, agility. And well, here, again, he just started. The, here's the other thing you're forgetting he's going to be in a suit covered in padding. Doesn't this matter what he looks like underneath it. I mean, yeah, it kind of so does. In, in his, me. well, okay, so in his is, I think it was GQ article. Uh, he made a point about how all these like actors have been getting like super buff for for roles with the you know the nine packs, the twelve packs, you know, <laughs> lats and and you know biceps for days and and you know super chiseled pecs and. You know, he's like, this is the problem, you know, and, and so I kind of like I don't I don't disagree, but like the and, you know, I, gratuitous shots are gratuitous shots. If it's a guy, it's yeah. a girl. It's gratuitous. Like, you know, uh, Chris Pine or Chris Pine, um, Chris, Chris, Chris Pratt. No, Chris Pratt. Well, I mean, Hemsworth no. for sure. But Chris Pratt, like in Guardians one where they're shooting the orange delousing spray on him and he's all like flexed out. You know, that's gratuitous. Alice Eve and. Um, Star Trek Into Darkness, where she is in her bra and underwear. No need for that to be in the movie. That's gratuitous. James Bond, you know, James, uh, all James Bond, Casino all Royale. of James Bond. Just you know, yeah. the the way and James th- Bond has is- done women, like you know, Holly Berry, Halle Berry coming out of the ocean. Um, oh no, I was whoever did about, it first. But no, I know what you're talking yeah, I was about. Talking about Daniel yeah. Craig. Yeah, I get it. Um, but this is the thing. Yeah. The thing I have to say about this, and, and to your point, yes, he's going to be in a suit. However, there is, and again, I don't know 
you know, if there's going to be any gratuitous shots or what, whatever, what have you. My contention is when he says that's the problem, if you're playing a superhero, just look at look at UFC fighters, look at mixed martial art, art artists. How how many of them, especially when you're talking about from the 155 to the 185 range and to a, like when mm-hmm. you talk about heavyweights, that's a little different. Yeah. Most guys, and, and again, they're not all jacked. I'm not saying they're jacked, but they all look pretty badass. Yeah. They, they, they have definition. Right. You don't need to have, you know, like he said, you don't have to have, a, and these guys don't have 12 packs. I mean, some of them will do, but most of them, I mean, well, like you can say, okay, I, this guy is a soup. This guy looks like an athlete. I think to, I think to prove your point, let's talk about Nate Diaz for a second, or Nick Diaz, either one of them, right? They, neither one of them are, are like super ripped dudes or anything like that. But they walk in the ring, and you know they're super athletic, and they can just go, and they can go for right. five rounds, bell to bell, and never lose their breath, and you know get their asses beat, beat your ass at the same time. And yeah, so I don't think, I don't know. I really don't want to talk too much more about this, I think, but I yeah, think this Robert is, Pattinson this, is is you know taking flack because of Twilight for this because people well, are I, unsure yeah, about I, him I as think, Batman. And and that and also, <laughs> there's not much news going on well, as far as yeah. you know filming either. Right. So right, right. people are just grabbing onto anything they can get and say, "Hey, let's talk about this." Yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah, like to your point, it's a. Let's move. We're moving on. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you wanna if you wanna see like a good Robert Pattinson role, go watch High Life. Um, that's an excellent movie that he's that's in. That's on my list. Um, I haven't watched that. Yet. You know, he's interesting in The Lost City of Z, which I thought was a pretty horrible movie. Uh, Lighthouse is on our list to watch. Tenet is one of the the new Christopher Nolan movies. Is one of yeah. the you know most anticipated movies. Um, and that'll be the 17th of July. So that'll be yeah. two weeks or well, two and a half weeks after uh, unhinged. So that'll be interesting too. But I, I think he'll be fine. I, I think he'll be fine in the role. And like you said, a lot of people are question or because they think of when they think of Pattinson, they think of twilight. Yeah. And he was horrible in twilight. Everybody was horrible in twilight. So, and that's where a lot of people, and, and again, people, even some of my friends, uh, yes, I have friends. <laughs> talk about uh you know because they think about him they think about him in that see i think about him as cedric diggory and how like he was just a jabroni that was there to die for harry potter he was a harry potter red shirt but he was in yellow it was so weird (laughs) (laughs) all right let's move on i want to talk about upload um wow (laughs) i just want to say wow uh so I watched upload, and I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little tangent here. And I told you I went and watched downsizing because I thought yes. like the idea of the movie is kind of similar. You do something to your physical form to go somewhere else. Um, downsizing is a failure just across the board. Like other than Matt Damon and Christoph Waltz, who are both really likable in the movie, it is boring. It is not at all the comedy that they presented it to be. And not it is at all. Definitely not a slice of life that I really wanted to see out of this extraordinary situation for ordinary people. So that being said, all of those feelings that I have about downsizing, I have the opposite feelings about upload. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, uh, let me do the summary real quick. So it says in 2033, humans are able to quote unquote upload themselves into a virtual afterlife of their choosing 
When computer programmer Nathan dies prematurely, he is uploaded to the very expensive Lakeview, but soon finds himself under the thumb of his possessive, still-living girlfriend, Ingrid. As Nathan adjusts to the pros and cons of digital heaven, he bonds with Nora, his living computer service rep, or Angel. Nora struggles with the pressures of her job, her dying father who does not want to be uploaded, and her growing feelings towards Nathan while slowly coming to believe that Nathan was murdered. Uh, that in of itself has me hooked, right? Like that's a great, that's a great synopsis of why you should watch this show. Yeah. And and I I will say when I first watched the trailer though, I thought it was going to be just kind of like one of those silly fun, but lacking substance type shows, which it was, it would be one of those that, Hey, I had a good time, but you know, that's about it. I actually, there was actually like some a good amount of substance in this in this show. the The idea of uploading your consciousness, and and I don't remember if I mentioned this before. So I'm rereading this series, uh, the com this Commonwealth series, by Peter F. Hamilton, uh, and the the first book is called The Reality Dysfunction. And the idea is this is maybe 500 years in the future where, mm-hmm. you know, there's people have gone two ways humanity the atomists who are you know staunch believers in you die you die i mean they and they don't get this what they call bit tech technology which basically helps you it it connects people with everything yeah and the the edenists are the ones who they have these habitats around these asteroids that before they die they upload their consciousness into these asteroids or into into the um the network of this habitat and, and the habitat is an AI, but these their consciousness remains in there for a couple hundred years until it, it kind of becomes a, one collective. But before that, it's like it's kind of like upload where you can talk to your uncle, your your grandfather, your mother, your father, whatever. What, be, you, you can talk to their individual personalities. Mm-hmm. So it, you know, it's, it's just kind of funny that this came out while I'm re you know while I'm yeah, rereading. That's funny. That is funny. And I mean, I, it's I, not a new idea. This is not a new concept no, no, it's by not. any stretch of the imagination. Um, the way know. this does it, though, it, it it does, and again, because it's closer to our time frame, it's mm-hmm. 2033. Yep. You know, it, it touches on some of the stuff we we see in you know our social media life, our everyday lives. Well, with okay, technology. Yeah. So this is a Greg Daniels show, right? He did The Office and he did Parks right. and Rec. And I don't. Did you watch Parks and Rec? Oh, yeah, love love both of them. Okay, so Parks and Rec at the end jumped from 2017 to 2020. And I keep thinking, I kept thinking about this show as like an extension of Parks and Rec um, because of some of the things that they did. But I mean, even like the way they looked at the future, like everyone is for the most part in self-driving cars and you can set it to protect the occupant or protect pedestrians, <laughs> right? And, and right. we learn, we re- learn really easy, really early on that Nathan protects the pedestrians much to Ingrid's chagrin right um and 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 so we're we're learning he's this idealist and and we get a we get a picture of him that you know as he gets uploaded we find may not be 100 percent true but that Mm -hmm. upload scene one he got uploaded for a collapsed lung and and i think i told you like how bad is the medical system in 2033 that a collapsed lung is going <laughs> to like kill a healthy young guy? And, you know, yeah. But what was your reaction to the upload scene? I, I said, I was like, oh, shit. Really? Because 
it's funny because he his mother just comes right on the opposite side of the screen or you know the divider and he's like mom and and really that's how they upload they just kind of yeah disintegrate your head they disintegrate your head and then you fall ass out <laughs> into a into a bin of ice um so yeah i you know i i'm, I'm curious do, do we want to go like episode by episode or do we just want to kind of talk about this as a whole because let's just talk about it yeah, as a whole because I, I feel like this is 10 episodes they're all about a half hour the first episode is 43 minutes and i'll tell you i watched the first episode and my as i enjoyed it but my my initial process my thought process was if this show is if every one of these episodes is nearly an hour i'm not i don't think i'm gonna be able to watch it um but luckily they're all about a half hour which i thought was perfect because it's a comedy and you know like mrs Maisel is an hour-long episode but it's comedy drama it is a you know it 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 needs an hour this show in half hour increments was 100 percent the way it should be done and 10 episodes was the perfect amount for this show. Right. It was similar in this the episode links. This was actually a little bit longer than I'm not okay with this. Yeah, I think there was like an I'm not okay with this. It was like 19 but minutes there, or something crazy yeah. like that. It was like super but, And there short. were I think only seven episodes there. But yeah. I, I like I the idea. And that's the one thing that the fr- freedom that these streaming services give uh, shows. Mm-hmm. You don't have to prescribe to an exact okay, we're, we're going to have to run 43 minutes, you know, including commercials. We're going to have to run 22 minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it's going to, sometimes these shows are going to be longer. Sometimes they're going to be shorter. And as long as it's giving you the opportunity to tell the narrative in a concise way of that specific episode. And so, and again, like you said, you know, the first episode's 40 plus minutes. If they needed that for another episode, that was fine. But I don't think they did. They, yeah. To your point, I think the nuggets, uh, uh, which this season was cut into as far as episode wise mm-hmm. was pretty perfect just yeah. for just the time and, and, and it everything ended how, on, everything it ended on it pseudo cliffhangers each episode too to keep you wanting to like stream more um, yeah i i will say so i i said at the beginning we we're talking about the superior amel um this one stars robbie amel who i feel is a one he's super underrated as an actor two we both love Stephen. Like, there's nothing, no, right. there's nothing bad about Stephen. Yeah, and is, yeah. Let's let's fantastic. just be clear. Um, We're not making fun of Stephen because no. I I love Stephen Amell. But I will watch anything Robbie Amell is. And and I told you on the phone the other day when when the first season of Tomorrow People came out, the first season of Arrow were out at the same time. If I would have if I would have been in charge of picking one show to continue, it would definitely been Tomorrow People. Oh, absolutely. Definitely. I like if you guys haven't watched that, it's still on Netflix. Um, it's him. It's Peyton List. Uh, least. Uh, Mark and, Pellegrino. Yeah, Mark Pellegrino. Hell yeah, Mark Pellegrino is in a show. You gotta watch it. And and a ton of just like great young actors. And uh, you definitely should watch that show. But he's he was great in the Babysitter. He was great in the Duff. You know he he's this really super like caring, earnest guy who looks like he should be, you know, the bully. <laughs> And he almost kind of like the babysitter. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, like the babysitter is like, like, I I feel like the babysitter cast the people in that and put them in the roles because it's like you're judging a book by its cover. And he's not one of these guys who you can judge by his cover. Because as we talk about uh, uh, Code 8, like he plays a, a really interesting character in that. But he plays a 27 year old computer engineer who's trying to create a free version 
of the paid version that he's in where people can create their own afterlives, um, which is really cool. And and so, yeah, uh, the other one is um, Andy Allo, Allo um, as Nora. Yeah, I have, she I have was, not seen her. She was amazing. Like, you yeah. know, I almost think she's the main character, to be honest. Um, yeah, and, and it, it does play out that way because you look at what she's going through in the real world because – you know, again, this is one of those things, and and one of the things I said talked about is the depth of this show, and it doesn't get too much into it. It doesn't bog it down, but when it's talking about, think about something like this. There are going to be people for religious purposes, or mm-hmm. you know, in their belief system that don't believe in that type of quote unquote afterlife, right? You know, because they'll believe that hey, the you know the soul, you're downloading the the bits and the bytes, the, you know, the ones and zeros that make up our memories, but are you know. You know, there's a, something else, yeah. and that's a perfect example. Of, and, and that's what she's going through with her dad, who's dying of vape lung. Yeah. I think that's what. They yeah, call vape it. lung. Yeah, because he he <laughs> he did vaping instead of smoking because it was safe, yeah. healthier. Um. Okay, so this is her fourth like acting role essentially. So she played Serenity in Pitch Perfect Three. You know the the all female group. That was I don't know if you saw Pitch Perfect. I, I never watched it. I haven't so, got, I haven't seen so the third she's, one yet. She's she's in that one. It's it's okay. It's not great. It's if you've watched the first two, you should probably watch it. She plays uh, Zoe B in one episode of Black Lightning. She was in uh, a recurring role of Chicago Chicago Fire, and then here she's you know like I said, essentially the main character. I mean, she was a musician. She was in the New Power Generation from two thousand nine to or in two thousand eleven. No, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, and she she released three albums in 2009. I mean, she's a guitarist. She's, um, you know, she's a Cameroonian American. Uh, yeah, one, she is beautiful. Oh my God, is she beautiful? Yeah, she is. Um, yeah. Two, I loved her. I want to see her in more stuff. Um, I absolutely like when I like after the first episode. That's when I, you know, if somebody impresses me in the middle of the episode, I'll IMDb them just to yeah. see what else they're in. And so. she did that. Well, here's for me. the beauty like, of net of Amazon is they've got the Amazon X-ray. So you can just pause it and look all that stuff up right within like yeah. the phone app, the website, the, you know, the, the streaming service app. Um, so yeah, so she is great. Uh, Allegra Edwards as Ingrid Kinnerman, Kinnerman. Uh, she was another one who was great in, in a completely different way. Um, yeah. One of the things I liked about her is when she first, when you first see her, you think she's that you know the vapid, the blonde who mm-hmm. you know is self self entitled and all this stuff, and then you get that one scene with her and um, you know Robert. So Robbie plays Nathan Nate you, with uh, Nate's uh, niece, mm-hmm. and you see the type of family she comes from. Right. Yeah. Oh and, yeah. Oh God, yeah. Oh, it's a bone swallowed. It's got candy inside of it. It's like, yeah. oh my God, what is wrong with you people? Um, and yeah. that that actually made me, you know, because at first, before that, you know, I, she she was all those things, you know, trying to control him in the afterlife or in the what do they call the upload? In the afterlife. I mean, it's your digital the afterlife. afterlife. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah you know, controlling his spending habits, putting him in skinny jeans. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So you went to the skinny jeans. Kevin Bigley as Luke is the best sidekick ever. Um, yes. When, when all he wants to do is cause trouble and wreak havoc. Um, and <laughs> he, he just, and he so desperately wants to be friends with Luke. Um, 
And and yeah, I, he was in um a couple episodes of Scream Scream Queens, but he was on a show as a series regular called uh, Sirens about um EMTs. It was a comedy, and it was really funny. And it's I think it's on Hulu now. If it's not on Hulu, it's on Netflix. It's on one of those two. Uh, mm-hmm. It is definitely worth watching. Um, because he's he's like the rookie, and he's really really funny in that show. Um. But I loved I loved Luke. Luke was definitely one of my favorites. And then his angel, um, Zainab Johnson as Alicia uh, or Alicia, however she was saying it. No, she, it's, she changed it's it every time. She changed it every yeah. time someone said her name just to mess with people. Uh, she was she was fantastic as well. And she was hilarious. She had her fingers yeah. in Dick's file, um, <laughs> which made me laugh. Uh, she's a stand up comic. Uh, I, I I knew her from that. I, I I've enjoyed her stand up uh, for the past few years, but yeah, it was uh, like as a, as a main core of five characters who who spend the majority of the time on the screen. You could not ask for more. Yeah, it it yeah the cast they, they work so well together. And and again, that thirty minute mark, twenty eight to thirty three minute mark was perfect yeah. for every episode. There. And and I, I did what I appreciated was the depth. Mm-hmm. There was a little bit more depth, and and that that makes it more rewatchable for me. Well, it asked um, a lot of those kind of, like you said, depth. It asked a lot of those like deep questions about, you know, what is afterlife? Like her dad brings it up a lot. Like, well, no, you're not real. You're you're not a soul. And he's like, but I am. I am real. I am. Mm-hmm. You know, there. Uh, yeah, I think I want to call out William B. Davis as David Choke, uh, the cigarette smoking man from x-files yeah. he was great um the little kid uh dylan <laughs> was, oh my goodness. was hilarious uh especially when he he grew up um <laughs> <laughs> um and then mildred uh ingrid's century old grandmother who lives there who is in black and white and may actually be a picture of her sister not her i thought was uh another fantastic little side character there uh yeah and yeah and then the other thing when we're talking about depth especially with nate's care nathan's character is that it's what as him as he and nora are getting to know each other and she's getting to know him as this evidently a good guy we find out and, and again it goes to the point that you can be you can be do good things but everybody makes mistakes mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. i'm watching vikings now i'm watching i'm on yeah i'm almost caught up on season six right now and uh bjorn ironside mm-hmm. for those who watch vikings her his wife uh grunhild set, tells him you, you may be you may be uh famous or something like that but you're still a man you're not perfect yeah after you know something happens that uh, uh one of his decisions comes to bite him back in the bite him in the ass so and and w- with robbie amell's character he finds out throughout this you know as this whole investigation of whether he was murdered or not and Nora helping him with that. He, he finally gets some of his memories back that he lost during the up. Well, it's not during the upload, but someone erased his memories. Yeah. And he finds out that, you know, because he, the idea that his, he, his best friend, Jamie, that he had this, you know, this free freeware for the afterlife, him, him and his, uh, yeah, let's not spoil. Let's not spoil that. Like, I think that's a really interesting reveal about, what happens between him and Jamie, his partner, 
Um, mm-hmm. And Jamie has a very small role in this first season. Yeah. And I'm hoping right. in the second season. Uh, I do, I think, one, you guys just need to go watch this. Uh, this is a great show. It's well worth your time, 10 episodes. I, one of the things I really enjoyed was the two gigs um, and how <laughs> how Nathan was immediately empathetic to them and and how yeah. you know he wanted to find ways to help them and then when he finally became a two gig uh himself uh by choice it was he he knew he knew there was a limitation to his avatar and in his consciousness essentially and he used it to help someone else um yeah. to to his own detriment which was really really cool and then the little shock at the end of the season was a yeah. was a great Oh holy shit! Um, <laughs> so yeah, and and not and not to go into too much, but the idea that you you know, you know everybody makes mistakes, mm-hmm. and that is kind of one of the things he has to realize. He he ends up realizing you know as it as the series goes on is that you can be a good person and you can you can make a terrible mistake or make yeah. a terrible decision. Does that does does that define you? Or does that one mistake define you or is it who you are as a whole? And yeah. so that was kind of like one of the, you know, deeper aspects of the show that I, that I liked. And that's one of those things that would, would make me want to watch it again. Oh yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I definitely enjoyed it like the second time through um, mainly because I watched it so fast the first time through, I watched it in about a day <laughs> and a half. And again, because it's 10 relatively short uh, episodes that you know you you can just pop 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 knock it right out yep and as you know as we're winding this down i don't know if you saw this but yes was yesterday uh the news came out that it earned a season two renewal oh no i did not see that i was i was about to say as of uh as of when i did my show notes the other day they they hadn't they um greg daniels says he has a longer story in mind and you know it definitely ends on a cliffhanger so i'm, I'm really happy to hear that yeah i'm uh, yeah it's uh it was on the amazon you know, okay. no, not amazon but on imdb oh it, it shows the news oh okay so, it, it, is it on, wait is it on imdb imdb front page or is it on the show page so i was looking at the show so you know how they have um, yeah you got to take that with first. kind of a grain of salt um yeah because like people can edit, like it's kind of like Wikipedia there. Um, oh no, so it's a real article. No, okay, it's an article. It's no, it's yeah, that's what I meant. Oh, I know what you thought I was talking. Yeah, it yeah, was okay. This is actually a real article. Uh, so yeah, let's see. Uh, let's see. So season two, uh, cast, plot, everything you need to know. Uh, yeah, so it looks like. I mean, they don't have a release date yet because it hasn't gone to production and it can't go to production right. because of uh, social distancing. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. All right. Cool. All right. Let's uh, let's real quick just kind of wrap up your overall feelings for the season, what you want to see for season two and um, maybe anything that you found, like start with this one, anything that you found like problematic that you'd like to see them kind of fix. Uh, I think I, w- I want to see a little bit more. I thought that despite it being, you know, this afterlife world i i thought they kind of they didn't do enough with of that with that i think for me you know one of the things uh, it's funny they had a kind of like a minecraft type moment in there 
but I, I want to see more about this afterlife world and I just want to see more of that. Mm-hmm. Um, the best aspect of this show were, as you mentioned, you know, the principal characters, mm-hmm. you know, Nora and Nathan, uh, and all the, like, I just, and I love their chemistry. Uh, Aloe oh, and yeah. Mel's chemistry is so good together. Well, his, uh, it's such a good chemistry. Yeah. Like Robbie's chemistry with everybody is so good because he's so likable. Yeah. Superior. <laughs> and as far as where this goes, I, I you know, it, it's going to go more into the mystery surrounding what happened to him some of the choices some other characters make at the end of the season mm-hmm. uh, and what fosters those choices and what happens with Nora. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So those are the three big things that, that so, I'm looking forward to. Yeah, next so, season. so Nora leaves this season in a tremendous amount of peril, which is, is really interesting. Um, yeah. So I'm like you, I want to see, I want to see more fantastical stuff in the afterlife. Mm-hmm. Um, she keeps the gag going that she presses the button that allows him to walk on water and he falls for it every time. <laughs> um, but I want to see like, Hey, I want to fly. Let me buy this upgrade. Um, right. you know, yeah. and, and like, you know, you can buy wings or whatever and go fly with your angel. Uh, and I know that's a law on the nose and, and hokey, but like things like that would be interesting. Um, I want to see more of what Jamie's doing in the real. Um, because I think, the vision of that character that we got is not who he actually is, um, which we find out kind of later in the season. But also I think with Nathan being on the inside now, he'll be able to do more. And lastly on the inside of things, I want to see choke actually like decide to take Nate and Luke under his wing and be like, Hey, I'm going to bankroll you guys because I, you know, I can live for 50 million years here and never spend a quarter of what, you know, what I have. Um, right. Which when he finds the million credit egg, hilarious, um, just hilarious. Uh, and I want to, I want to see more of the little weird sight gags, like the peeing thing where you can't miss um, just like little that things, was, little things yeah. like that. Like, it's like, okay, this is kind of gross, but it's hilarious. Yeah, it it reminds me of um, a game where in the first game you have this little like this province or whatever, and then the second game they triple in size, and that's what I want to see from this in the sense of seeing more of the afterlife. Yeah. I mean, you don't yeah. need to triple in size, but like you said, the more fantastical aspect of it because it should it's not grounded in reality. It's the right. afterlife. Right, it's right, right. a it computer be program. Yeah. You should, it be, should able be able to the do anything. Matrix, right? Yeah, um, right. Like, so. As long as you have the credits to buy the the upgrade, you can. Uh, you you make a really excellent point about it wanting to grow in size. I want it to be like Sunnydale and Buffy, right? Um, in the mm. first season of Buffy, it's like a one stoplight town. The Bronze is the only place to go. Um, in the second season, there's a, there's a magic shop. All, now all of a sudden, you get to the third season, and near the end, we learn there's a university. Um, right. <laughs> there's UC Sunnydale. <laughs> um, in the fourth season, there is a gigantic underground labyrinth of man-sized Caves. tunnels that you can right. get around the town with without daylight. Um, it's almost as if the the town were built for for vampires. 
Uh, you know, and it just continues to grow. There's a there's an airport. The high school becomes this giant campus with, you know, like, you know, it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. Um, I would like to see them do something similar to that. Um, also, one last thing I want to see a little more of is Owen Daniels, the AI guy. Um, I want to see him turn on everybody. Like I want an episode where they have to fight him off and like reboot, like get to like the center of the maze to reboot him. Like he goes full on man in black and starts like offing people in the afterlife, but they're obviously not really dead, but you know, he's killing everybody. Well, unless he, unless he wipes their corp, the programming out. Yeah. Well, yeah, but, uh, that could get really dark though. (laughs) Really quick. uh, You know, it would be interesting to see him throw someone in the torrent. Um, but yeah, (laughs) So uh, the idea of the torrent was the other thing I really enjoyed. Uh, the fact that people were drawn to it like mods to a flame to commit suicide right. <laughs> after you're dead uh, was, again, something very, very funny. All right. Uh, so real quick, development. The development of this was announced on September 8th, 2017. Amazon gave it a pilot order. Um, on July 28th, 2018, it was announced that this had gone to series. Um a first season consisting of 10 episodes. Um, so yeah. And yeah, sorry. On May 8th, it was renewed for uh, a second season and then casting. It was announced that Robbie Amell and Andy Allo, Allo, um, have been cast as the pilots, male and female lead. Uh, it basically, it, it took place. They filmed it in British Columbia, Canada. Um, the hotel there is an actual hotel in uh Monarch mountain, it's called the Monarch Mountain House and Preserve in uh, New Paltz, New York. And they did some shots of the hotel and the grounds and even some interior shots. So I thought that was interesting. It's got an 81% approval on Rotten Tomatoes, um, an average score of 6.75 out of 10 based on reviews from 34 critics. I don't know what that means. Uh, yeah. And I thought uh, this was – oh, that was on Metacritic, my bad. And yeah, so I, I think it's been received well. Um, everything I've seen, people talking about it online, I haven't seen anyone be like, oh, this is awful. I hate it. That's good because uh, it's again, it, it's another one of those shows with just like last. When was it? Sometime last year uh, was it, it might have been last August when Undone came out. That was one of those surprise shows for me on Netflix or on Amazon Prime that and again that that was it's a totally different type of show but it's it's just i'm just loving where we're going in in the streaming universe nowadays i think amazon's really up their tv game like before their their original movies are what was good um you have man in the high castle which is it's uneven but it's good you have this you have the uh mrs mazel mrs mazel which is a, a powerhouse you've got the Tick, which the boys. is interesting. The Boys, which is fantastic. Um, Jack Ryan. Jack Ryan. Uh, you know, there, there's just a ton of kind of fun Amazon shows. Bosch, The Hunted, um, you know, things like that. The, the one with Billy Bob Thornton, uh, which is interesting that I can't remember the title of right now. But, yeah, so I, I think this is the way Amazon is going, and this is the way they should go. All right, it's only good, and it's and it's only you know we're the ones benefiting from all this. Hell yeah, you know, it's going to make everybody step up their game. Like you know, I mean Netflix. I love Netflix just because they have such a catalog of stuff. But mm-hmm. 
you know, they're, they're, I think they, they've, they've been more hit and miss, especially with their movies. Um, they've had some awesome shows too. Don't oh, get yeah. me wrong, but just, just the overall direction of streaming services, bringing quality content. Yep. And I, and, uh, and this was just another one, one yeah. of those. Like Netflix couldn't miss for the TV shows and they were just constantly whiffing on the movies. And, and now like Netflix movies have gotten better and yes. the Amazon TV shows have gotten better. So it's not like they've yeah. switched sides or anything, but I think also Amazon has started to, to put more into prime video than, than they mm-hmm. were. So, all right, let's That's talk fair. about code eight. Yes. Okay. So the summary synopsis, whatever you want to call it for code eight is, uh, goes as such code eight is set in the world where four percent of the population is born with varying supernatural abilities but instead of being billionaires or superheroes they're faced with discrimination and live in poverty often resorting to crime connor reed robbie mill a power enabled young man is struggling to pay for his ailing mother's health treatment fighting to earn enough money as a day laborer connor is lured into a lucrative criminal world by garrett stephen amell who works with Lincoln City's remaining, or I'm sorry, reigning drug lord, Marcus Sutcliffe. Garrett helps Connor sharpen his powers in order to execute a series of crimes on behalf of Sutcliffe while mili- while a militized, mil- militarized, uh, I can't talk, police unit led by Han from Fast and Furious uh, hunts them down. If that, if that was one of the most cliched summaries of, right? an, of, 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 a, of a movie i've ever heard like if, if i'm reading this i'm like Ugh, i've seen this a thousand times right yeah absolutely and you know like if it if, if it's not for robbie and steven and and han um who is sun kang um, <laughs> but he's on uh I'm I'm probably not checking this out. And, and to be honest, if it wasn't the fact that they they funded this on an Indiegogo, I'm probably not checking this out. I uh, remember watching the short mm-hmm. a while uh, yeah, when it, you know, in 2016, yep. I think that's when it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, "Oh, I want more of this." It, it was only maybe like th- 2, 3, 4 I can't remember how long. It was very short. Yeah. They but, made it for yeah. I mean, and on Indiegogo, they only asked for $200,000 to make it a feature. Mm-hmm. Um, but it closed at nearly three and a half million um at the end of 2019 um so yeah it's uh okay so this movie starts slow let's let's just yeah it does but i think it's deliberate the way they start this um uh, i found it interesting that all the people who had powers that were day laborers were all so good looking right there wasn't like a fat guy or, you know, like someone really down on their luck. They were they were See Robert all... Pattinson, they worked out. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe it's because their superpowers made them that way. Did you ever think of that? Um... <laughs> yeah, burns calories. That's right. true. Um, you know, super superpowering uh things burns calories for sure. But I I will say um once it gets going, it gets going. And and it doesn't really get going until uh essentially Steven rolls up in a in a windowless van and is like, Hey little boy, do you want some candy? Um <laughs> and Robbie Amell, not understanding the term of stranger danger or Connor, uh, gets in the van with him. <laughs> okay, so I ha- my biggest problems were the be the start of the movie. 
I, I did like how they kind of gave us that almost, you know, the uh, manufacturing revolution type history of Lincoln City mm-hmm. and the importance powers powered folks had. I'm and and, yeah. and again, it's just kind of weird. They didn't have a specific. They just said power or whatever. I think they relied on on people having watched the short. Which I think yeah, and I, well, I mean, just even for the movie, just to expand upon that. Yeah. I, and no, I guess no, they I'm saying, keep... I'm saying for the beginning of the movie, I think they relied on people having gone and watched the short first, mm-hmm. and then watching the movie. Which, you know, I didn't know there was a short until you told me after I bought the movie. Um, so yeah, I, like I think that's why the beginning feels kind of disjointed. Yeah, and and again, it, it's it hits on the cliches of. You know this. You know this group of segment of people are being, you know, beaten up and downtrodden, you know, down then spit upon, and and they and they take that a little too far in the sense of, like, some of the characters are caricatures. Um, one of the biggest yeah. ones was uh, Agent Davis, which was uh, Agent Park's partner. Yeah, who was horrible is, and should have died. Yeah, he is. <laughs> So there, there. You know, some of these characters are very basic and cookie cutter. That that was my biggest problem with it. Well, I think Davis is one note. I think Sutcliffe is one note. Absolutely. Um, I, I think the healer girl, uh, is is one note. Um, and Park had a very interesting side story with his daughter that they it, they never it it doesn't go anywhere. Well, it should have been introduced earlier in the movie. Yes, exactly. Um, and because he makes. He, he makes a deal with Connor, and you have no idea why. It's like, why are you making this deal? Just arrest his electrical ass and throw him in jail. Mm-hmm. Um, and he doesn't. And, and so, yeah, it was, it, was, it, was really, it was really, really interesting. Um, I like this movie a lot. I really do. Uh, even, even though it starts super slow, um, I think there's a lot of really good unknown Canadian actors in this movie. <laughs> uh, who who do who do fine work? I think the look of this movie is great. I I love the idea of the guardians, the the autom- uh, automatronic uh, police that show up. Um, I love the way on a on a really small budget they used and showed powers. Right. I thought they they did a great job of because to your point, the budget. What was the budget? Uh, it didn't. Do you have say. that with you? Uh, um, you? No, it may the box. I have the box office. I don't. I don't. I didn't see the budget anywhere. But we know it was a small budget. So that's the funny thing is, I've seen movies with less convincing effects than this one with a much bigger budget. Um, like either of the third version of the X Men movies or the two versions of the quote unquote Phoenix Saga that we got. Yeah. Yeah, I mean those were those were 150 million plus movies that looked like garbage, or or another movie, Black Panther, with the fight scene at the end with. <laughs> well, I mean, of, it's not even the fight scene at the end. That's got the the scene with Mbaku and, and T'Challa with the Tecmo Bowl audience in the mountains there. <laughs> so yeah, I, I did like how, and I I, I wanted to, and this that is movie was nominated wanted, for Best Picture. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, I want to know more about this, you know, this world. And that's the the best thing they did, despite telling, a, you know, a, a compelling story with Robbie Ramel, with Stephen Amell, 
with their, with Garrett and uh, with their characters, it, it made me want to know more about this world. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so much more because you have this boogeyman in the background called the trust that you, we know nothing about it. We just know that, uh, you know, um, they're, they're, it's, it's kind of like Marcus owes them money and they're, they're kind of like that gangs, the overlord to the gangsters. I'm assuming you have that. Yeah, you they're have, like, they're like wanna... the council of elders or something like right. that, who you have to, you know, you have to kick up to them and, you know, Garrett and Marcus owe them a lot of money. Um, for for bad deals and because uh, right. the drug psych, which I think is one of the cooler parts of the movie, um, is the the biggest drug on the street is spinal fluid from supers. Um, yeah. So no, I mean this is a lot. This reminds me a lot of like The Incredibles, um, just much darker. Yeah, and it has it has elements of uh, X you know X three in it because remember the they used they were getting the the cure for mutants were was. Yeah from leech i think it was something like that yeah but it like just i want to know more about this world because you have lincoln city you have the power the soups here i'm going to start calling them soups you have the soups here like you know just being thrown in the dirt Mm -hmm. how is it around the world though or how is it in other cities because you would i would have to and again i don't know if the trust are soups that have you know gotten to that level you know, kind of like this secret society or underground, or I, I don't know. That's again one of the reasons I want to know more. Yeah, and I think how, how are they controlling all of these supers? I mean, it can't just be their humans because, you know, you had a girl who could walk up and just melt your throat with her hand. Right. You have a guy that can take bullets. Well, I mean, he may not take a pencil to the to the eye. Hey, but John Wick and the Joker proved anything. <laughs> a pencil is the deadliest weapon on the planet. <laughs> and you can make it disappear sword. as a magic trick. So I, I, I just want to know. I want to know more about this world. Yeah, uh, um, like, I, I think that was like kind of the big disconnect, right? Is they showed us this mm-hmm. lived-in world, but then pretended like it was fresh and new, um, right? And didn't give enough of the context. And you know, there's a there's a, a short form spinoff coming up on Quibi. Um, Quibi, yes. Which have you? Did you do the free three three month trial? No. Oh, it's down to like fourteen days now. But I did it, and uh, there's a really funny show called Dummy with Anna Kendrick and Donald Donald Loge, um, where Donald Loge is Dan Harmon, and um, Anna Kendrick plays his real life girlfriend Cody, and she found a sex doll uh, in Dan Harmon's house. And it's about that. It's really quite funny. It's it's well worth watching. But I'll be interested to see how this does on, on Quibi. Uh, the big problem with Quibi is you can only watch it on your phone. Um, and you can't like Which, sit there and watch it on TV or yeah, on a and computer. So. I guess you could cast it. Or can you? I, I, don't, mean, you I haven't a, tried. I mean, I can, I, I'll, this, I'll, this I can is probably the, look. But, but I think spending p- this off on Quibi is stupid. This should have gone on something yeah. like Netflix. Or I think Hulu is the perfect place for this. I think this is something like Disney um, could pick up as a series um, and, and, and throw as throw on as a Hulu original. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and you don't have to have Robbie and Steven in the show at all. To, to make it compelling and interesting. Um, 
I think like Runaways is a is a compelling and interesting show. I think the first half of the the first season of The Gifted was an interesting Absolutely. interesting and compelling show. And and this is very much in the vein of those two shows. Right. Um, it would be a perfect one to uh Cloak and Dagger was yeah. a similar it would be a because those shows have ended. That's yep. like you said that would be perfect to move into that spot. So, I I agree yeah. with as far as Quibi because Quibi is what 10 minutes 10 minute bites yeah that's something what they call like it. that i mean yeah they're it's just a short show like this it's it's not conducive to that type of format no i mean we're gonna see heists that's all we're gonna see and right it's like, great we got the heat version of this world let's let's see more let's see the supers who are doing good things let's see the right. supers who are are doing good and still being persecuted let's see the yeah. the the supers who are not who are like like in freaks hiding their powers and you know, using their powers to to alter reality just to protect themselves, if not for anything else. And and this is and this is the thing about and one of the also one of the misses. They frame it as like, and this is I and again, it might be my own bias, but I refuse to believe someone in a world that every single person that's a soup that people that everyone's going to look at them all the same. That's right. just. Right. That's not what they, you don't do that with race. You don't do that with gender. It's somebody. I, and first and not necessarily from the goodness of their hearts either. It doesn't have to be that. It could be like, hey, just like, hey, you can make me millions and millions of dollars for shooting a basketball or hitting home runs right. or or throwing a football. Hey, you have these powers. You can make me a lot of money doing X, Y or Z. Yeah. Superhero fight club. Yeah. So I, that's that's another that's another part of this world I want to see, not just kind of that cliche, mm-hmm. you know, we're you know, we're this second class citizen type thing. Do do you feel um, like this was kind of a an overcorrection for Arrow with with Steven the the way he approached this and in, in, in this story? Because I mean, he and Robbie were were very much in, involved with the production. They were the executive producers. Um, you know, Jeff Chan is a close friend of theirs. Um, Jeff Chan came up with the story. D- do Do you feel like this was some sort of a like I said, like overcorrection for for some of the way the superheroes were treated on on in the Arrowverse or the the Flareoverse or whatever you want to call it? Um, you know, or, I don't. Is it just they're not that creative and, you know, they they, they did the best they could and, and gave us something interesting to watch. Um, that is a it's a different take on, on what we've seen before, yet still riddled with cliche. Well, I will I will look at it this way. I don't think it's not that they were that they weren't that creative. I think this is something that they this is a first time thing for them to do something where they're kind of wholly owning it. So I think they're going to learn from their mistakes and learn from you know some of the things they did. Yeah. The important thing for me is that they made a world a, a compelling narrative as far as overall. Mm-hmm. And as and I do like that, especially the last couple seasons of Arrow, and that's where and I think this is where you're coming from because I know Stephen has said on multiple occasions that some of his regrets are not sticking up for the character. Yeah. Oliver Queen's character, which sees, I like season eight. Don't get me wrong, but like the seasons before that, there were like three straight seasons where it was just, it, it just got to me. It got bad. Yeah. Oh, Arrow was a really bad show for a long time. Yeah, and that and that was, and that was after off 
coming off of seasons like season two was again still the best season of arrow oh yeah season three was pretty good and then that's when it's season four that's when it started hitting that and i think that's where when he was getting a little dissatisfied and so i don't think it was an overcorrection i think it was more along the lines of when you know when you're you're coming out on your own basically no matter how much experience he had with arrow he didn't have control of arrow right Right, right. When you have control of something like this from a creative standpoint, it's it's a little different. So you're going to make mistakes, and so I, think I think there's some. I think with Arrow, he had he had input. I think his his input was very welcome because of how fan friendly he was and and how close to the fans he was he is. I, I honestly um, didn't you're right. get that. I don't though. think he had he he didn't have you know a great but not the control he has here. No. He had in this. Yeah, no, I mean he's the executive producer here. Right. So. I think it's more along the lines of, you know, someone getting something big and then just, you know, being a little messy, but having a good foundation. But there, there are things they need to clean up. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Because, like, and one of the things I said, you know, when I was you reviewing it, it doesn't give us anything we haven't seen before. But it does give us, and again, this goes back to what you were saying about Robbie Robbie Amell being so damn likable. Is his, first of all, his, like it, without him or without an actor like him, this is just a forgettable movie. Um, and without the connection, and again, I know that Stephen Amell plays pretty much Oliver Queen, but just a little, well, just the vigilante version of Oliver Queen. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. But they, you know, they they have a good chemistry together, and although everybody else around them except Agent Park or you know Robbie Amell's relationship with his mother too, that's another big part of it. Even yeah. though it seems like she's not in it that much. So yeah, no, you're right, and she's not. I mean, but she she's really important, and you know, he makes like his his sole focus is to protect his mom, which is great, and and you mm-hmm. know that that's what that. It's it's established really early on that that's what that character's motivation is. But then when mm-hmm. he sees what's happening to to Nia, Nia, um, or Maddie, was it Maddie? Which one? I forget which one it was. Uh, the healer, and and you know he he makes the right choice and 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 lets her go. Um, spoilers. And I and what <laughs> one thing I did like about that scene though is how at first I mean again you kind of knew what he was going to do, but. Did you at the same did you time? Know? I mean, like up, I, I wasn't up until that point, like everything he'd done had been in service of of helping his mom, mm-hmm. and I didn't think for a second he was going to choose essentially a stranger over him or over but, her. And it, it wasn't because, and I think, and then this is the interesting thing: it wasn't because it was out of the goodness of his heart. I don't think, but I think it was more along the lines of what would my mother think of me if I saved her, but cost someone else her life. Yeah. And that through that prism, that's why it was so agonizing. And I just love the cuts watching Maddie heal, try to heal his mother and then cut back to Connor and just that pain on his face. No, finally get coming to that decision saying, what would my mom think if I did this? Right. Right. No, you're right. So it's really interesting. Uh, it, it's definitely a good show. We definitely need more, uh, or good movie. We definitely need more, um, I, I think we need more than what Quibi has to offer after, you know, after watching this and, and, you know, reading about the spinoff, I, I definitely spent some time on Quibi to, 
to check it out. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's just okay. <laughs> let's let's see what you can do. Um, can you turn? Can you tell a good enough story in seven minutes? Right. So, um, yeah. So I, you know, I I think six and a half, seven out of ten is is kind of where I would put this one. Yeah, I actually had it as a seven. Okay. Yeah, that 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 was which to me is still a good score. You know, I mean, like, yeah. um, like I, when you get down to like four, <laughs> that's when you know well, I'm not liking something. Um, well, I, I guess it depends on how you're looking at it, you know. Because if I'm rating a movie from an, trying to be objective, I can rate a movie a three or a four, but mm-hmm. love the hell out of it. Right. Tango and Cash, for example, the yeah. terribly acted movie, just a terrible, just a not a good movie, but it's one. I love that freaking movie. Oh yeah, the one with Jet Li and Jason Statham. Yeah, it's a horrible movie because it was. Jason, no, what's horrible about that is Jason Jason Statham's hair in that movie. Well, because he has hair. <laughs> yeah. Um, like the idea, the premise of that movie, the cast of that movie, great. The execution of that movie, piss poor. Um, all it right. was supposed to be for The Rock, remember? Yeah. Oh, was it? Yeah, and then he did Scorpion King instead, so they had to rewrite it, uh, taking in the philosophies of Jet Li and okay. you know his martial arts philosophy. Yeah. I, I don't think that would have been a good movie with The Rock. All right, like I, I no. don't like well, what one The Rock at that time was no at was that obviously time, a really yeah. bad actor. Not that he's much yeah. better, um, but like The Rock playing The Rock in that movie would have I, I would have walked out. Yeah, and that's what he would have been doing back then. So, like, anyway, now. Yeah. Like now, I would pay to see that movie, but back then, I think that would be a uh, that would have been a hot mess. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, so the title of this episode is "Want a Mel to Rule Them All," um, and I've I've been spouting this hot take to anyone who will listen for years about Robbie um, being the superior Amel. Um and it has nothing to do with with uh, box offices or, or or shows or things like that. It's just I think he's the more versatile actor. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you know, he did. Uh, hold on, real quick. Uh, you know, he was in an episode of How I Met Your Mother where he was uh, Robin Shabatsky's dog, essentially. Like, you know, he was her super young boyfriend who just kind of did whatever she told him to do and she trained him to, to act right. Um, to being, you know, in, in The Tomorrow People, to being a completely different character in The Sitter, to being a completely different character here, to, to what we see in Upload, where it's like, Steven is always kind of the the really handsome dumb guy who who kind of falls ass backwards into situations. Yeah, and, and this is the thing. I, a lot of times when people when you talk about someone being better at this than someone else, mm-hmm. it you automatically a lot of people look at that as denigrating the other person. That's not what we're saying. Uh, again, I like Stephen Amell. Oh yeah, and he's real. He's absolutely improved his acting. Yep. from season one of Arrow to season eight. There's no contest, no question. He's much better actor. I think the but, best comparison for him is Tom Welling. Yeah, that's actually yeah a good one. Because Tom Welling had three looks that he could give in the first two seasons of Smallville. Three, to the point where he turned into now like I think Tom Welling's a pretty pretty nice actor. Um, and I'll agree with you 100. percent I think Stephen has come such a long way. I think he's done some really cool things that helped him. I think the getting involved with Cody Rhodes and, and some of the wrestling stuff that he did helped him kind of yeah. loosen up and, and take things less seriously. Um, yeah, yes, yes, and, 100%. And, but at the same time, like, 
I think Steven is like a brilliant guy. And I feel like at some point he's going to start directing a lot. I think, Mm -hmm. I think we have a feature film that's going to come out of him written and directed. I think he, he's, he's very creative, but when it comes to like acting chops, I'm all in on watching anything with Robbie in it. Like, I think, I think he just, he gives great performances. He, he's really likable, but at the same time he can play someone who you actively root against. Um, and he does conflicted so well. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he does. Which, by the way, I didn't know that The Babysitter 2 is in post-production. Oh, is it? Is he in that? Yeah, it's it's on his uh it's on his IMDb card. Oh, interesting. Cuz, you know, he didn't he didn't survive the first one. <laughs> so, um but yeah, I don't know. I I think I just like I said, I I like to joke around and, and I like to give people a hard time about this. Um, but yeah, no, I think he he is he's the he's the one who can do more. And right. Nothing against Steven. Steven is great. And I think Steven is probably Robbie's biggest fan. Um mm-hmm. and and so so yeah, I but I like seeing them in things together. Yeah, I did I do like that kind of, you know, that uh a male power. Like I want to see a buddy cop movie with the two of them, like like uh, kind of like the other guys. Um, see, that's so, that's something I would, yeah, I would absolutely go to see something like, like that, or like your Tango guys. and Cash, uh, as yeah. an example, or you know, like not like Lethal Weapon or anything like that, because like nah. I, I don't want to see like I don't want to see a straight laced Robbie Amell and a, a Martin Riggs version of uh, Steven, but but yeah, I I think like I think they have like a really cool buddy cop or like. And on the road, like business travelers who are, you know, frenemies type of a thing. Um, right. Like they they both do comedy so well that I I think Steven's really underrated for his comedy um, that it would it would be really interesting to see them do that. And in, in branch out of the superhero stuff, kind of like Robbie yeah. has been and, and Steven will in the future. I mean, Steven's probably got to take like a year, year and a half away before he comes back and, and, and does something outside. He, of he's doing a lot with his, uh, knocking point. Yeah. Uh, he, he has a winery and so he's, he's, he's doing it cause I follow him on social media. So he yep. does a lot. Oh yeah, that. he does. You know, he did the little bit of the bubbly. I think he's got some AEW stuff in the cards once, uh, things open back up. So, so yeah. Oh yeah. He's also going to be in this, this show called heels. Oh, that's, um, this wrestling show. Okay. I did not know about that one. Yeah, I forgot about this. Um, small uh, two brothers and rivals, one a villain or heel in the ring, the other a face, war over their late father's wrestling promotion, vying for national attention in small time, small town Georgia. Okay, it'll be on Stars, eight episode drama from Lionsgate. Interesting. Oh, my boy's in it too. Uh, oh, Alexander Ludwig. Yeah. So, who? Who? Uh, if they recast Buffy, perfect guy to play uh, Angel. Yeah. Man, he's so good as Bjorn, though. In uh, Vikings. Yeah. So, so I, I uh, actually restarted season five last night of Vikings. By the way, oh, um, man. So, yeah. I forgot how much I liked it. Loved that show. I kind of want to go back and just start over because it's been so long since I watched. Um, yeah, I know. Me too. But I really just want to go back and watch that first Blood Eagle. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Um. But yeah. I, I. To your point, I think they're like. Robbie and Steven ha- have the potential to do some good things. Yep. 
the future is bright for both of them. So yes. So, uh, but yeah, I, I enjoy Code Eight. Take a take a gander at it because again, this is it's a, not one of those two hour movies. It's a little bit over an hour and a half. That's one of the things I thought it could be there. Yeah, it it's a hundred minutes. It, it's it's yeah. it's a great it's a great running time for this movie. So, um, okay, so we went through the production distribution. It's on Netflix. It you know, um, the spinoff series. Yeah, so, I mean, just watch this movie. It's a fun movie. Just go watch it. Um, go watch upload. You'll you'll. If you're if you're looking for things that you haven't seen and you may not be into the superhero thing or the, you know, the metaphysical afterlife questions that that upload brings with it, they're both well worth watching. They don't take themselves too seriously and they're fun. Right. Plain and simple. So go out there and have some fun with these. Yep. Cool. All right. So make sure you guys check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash infamous podcast. Uh, check out our CBS All Access deal going on right now. You get a week free if you go to infamouspodcast.com slash CBS. Uh, that'll really help the show. And uh, thanks again to our uh, our current patron that you guys can join the ranks of uh, Julian Brown. He got a bunch of stickers in the mail the other day. Uh, so, yeah, look for – if you sign up, look for the look for that swag. Anyway, all right, any, anything uh, you want to close out on? No, nothing else. All right. Well, uh, we will see you guys next week. Later. Stay safe. The Infamous Podcast is recorded in Kings Mills, Ohio, just north of Cincinnati, with new episodes out every Sunday. You can find more information about the show online at infamouspodcast.com or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as at Infamous Podcast. You can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcasting app. If you're enjoying the show, consider giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash infamouspodcast for our new tiers and rewards. The Infamous Podcast is hosted and produced by me, Brian Tudor, with music provided by Michael Henry from meetmichaelhenry.com. You can find me on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as at Brian Tudor. So whenever you're listening to the show, have a great day, night, evening, weekend, whenever it is. And we'll see you next time. Later.